This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Can you imagine what it might be like to have to raise the profiles and promote two different businesses? Well, in this episode, I'm chatting to Louise Humphrey, who does exactly that. Louise is a Pilates instructor at Studio 4 Pilates, and she's also a Canicross instructor as well at Pause for Running over in Leicester. And in this episode, we're talking about the different things she does to promote both of her businesses. We're talking about how she's got press coverage from all kinds of different things, from her dog supporting her in the menopause, to inviting top journalists out to go canicrossing with her and her dog and landing a front page article in Trail Running magazine. Plus the work that she does promoting her Pilates business alongside her pet business. So it's a really interesting episode. I do hope you found it helpful. Louise is a great lady. Uh, She is an awesome friend of mine as well. And it's a real honor to have her on the show. She's also got a podcast herself, Canny Cross Conversation. So do go and check her out. She's walking the walk when it comes to all of the things that I teach. Louise is a real go-getter when it comes to getting press coverage and she also has an awesome podcast. She does all kinds of incredible things to get her name out there. So you're going to learn loads from listening to this episode and big thank you to Louise for coming on the podcast. Now on to the main part of the show with the interview with Louise. Hi Louise, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me Rachel. Oh, it's great to have you here. So can you tell us, first of all, a little bit about you and your business? I know you've got a number of hats that you wear. So tell us about your different business and businesses. Businesses. Yeah, it sounds quite grand, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah I have uh, two businesses. So I'm a Pilates instructor and I focus on Pilates for Runners, which is Studio 44 Pilates, which has been going for a long time and I have an online membership. Um, and then I also have Pause for Running, which is my Canicross business. So that's more local. But, um, yeah, the two really interlink together. And from that, we've also started a podcast as well, Canny Cross Conversations. So that's my little plug. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. OK, so your podcast is great if anyone is listening and they love Canny Cross. Um, it's just really great listening to the chats that you do and you talk to all kinds of different people, don't you? We do. And it's not just about Canny Cross, and, and, you know, because we talk about dogs behaviour and we've had a lot of, you know, we've had a lot of people uh, from the membership on with, you know, because there's a lot of um, expertise in the membership. So it's been a yeah. great, great place to um, to to get people yeah, to talk to us. Definitely. No, it's great. And really interesting experts and just fun conversations around Canny Crossing. So love, absolutely love the podcast. Um, Thank you. And, yeah. And it's just great to see great to see pet people who've got pet businesses podcasting because I've you know my podcast is still relatively new but you know when you know how it works for a business and when you see other people doing it it's like oh just so pleased it's a good I know and it is it is really niche isn't it which is yeah. also quite a good thing but I we love I co-host it with another dog fit instructor Michelle Mortimer um and you know we love doing it and we've learned so much I mean we did we did one yesterday we recorded one yesterday and it was just inspiring you know and it's like I'm off to train my dog properly now to how to put a harness on yes. so um yeah <laughs> it's really interesting it is, isn't it? And also you get access to people who you probably, you know, I've had people on my podcast who charge like thousands of pounds an hour and you get to chat to them, don't you? And yeah. it's just really yeah. great. And you can ask the questions that you want answers as well, which 
I know it's not you know what you should be doing but actually they're questions that I hear a lot of people ask as well yeah. so they're relevant for everyone so yeah we, we just we just love it we come off them quite buzzing it's like oh my goodness this is what I need to do with my dog now yeah and so, you yeah. learn loads don't you yeah so tell loads. us tell us about your background and how you came to be in the pet industry so I've had, well, so I've been, well, I've worked in health and fitness all my life, basically, starting off in Harrods, actually. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is interesting. I've known Louise for like three years time. now, and I never knew that you started off in Harrods. So yeah. I, 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 funnily enough, I worked in the sports department, originally yeah. selling snooker tables. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. But I became the uh, Harrods tennis racket stringer. So uh, that was that was really good. So I was stringing tennis rackets and selling tennis rackets. And my claim to fame is that I strung Roger Moore's tennis racket. There you go. Um, <laughs> Rachel's looking gossmack now. But anyway, so I've been in sport a while. So then I sort of got into uh, Pilates and I've always run. I've run on and off, you know, since my 20s, as I'm sure we all have, you know, well, not all of us, but, you know, it's one of those things that has happened. Um, and I've had dogs. So my last dog didn't really like to run that much. So we didn't do too much. But the the, the Labrador I have now, Pickle, um, is what well, she failed gun dog school. Um, she has a very high prey drive and um, I can't let her off in a lot of places. I can in some places where I know it's going to be safe. She's really well trained, but as soon as she gets a scent or she sees something, she's off. Um, so all my ideal, you know, ideas of going for nice long walks in the countryside, my dog, you know, running around beside me sort of was shattered. So I had to find something else to exercise her. And I found Canny Cross. Um, and it, I, I found it on Twitter, actually. And I sort of, this is how I met Michelle, who, my co-host in, in the podcast. And uh, yeah, really went for a taster session and really loved it and started doing it and started racing. And then I thought, actually, I could do this because it really fits in with my Pilates for runners. Um, it's local. It's going to get me out a lot more uh, with the dog. Um, and yeah, so Pause for Running was born. And that's where we are now. Brilliant. Okay. And tell us about how your business works then. And because I know you you do with your Pilates business, because I'm one of Louise's clients as well, one of her Pilates members. <laughs> You've got the online, but tell us about how your pet business works and your because you're a local service provider, aren't you? Yeah, basically. So um what we tend to well, what I tend to do is I do uh, offer taster sessions, which um and an hour session. So so you see a lot of people running with their dogs, you see them holding their leads, you see them with these sort of waist belts on that around the waist which is really bad you know especially if you've got a strong pulling dog um so i offer kit sort of try-ons and we go and, and i teach the basics basic commands for pilates uh, sorry for canny cross you see i've got both the words in my head there um, uh, teach the basics of canny cross and but in a safe way and then we do courses we do catch to 5k because a lot of people never really thought of running with their dogs but like the idea of it if they can't let them off and there seem to be a lot more dogs that people are not letting off these days yeah. um and so yeah so and we've built up a, a group of people that we run with regularly now social running which i love because it gets me out doing the two things i really like being with my dog and running yeah um so so that's what I hit. And it is literally, but I am the I'm in the Leicestershire area and I think I'm the only one for quite a long way. So I get people coming for quite a long way to me. Um so it's just a fact of trying to to get more customers and, and clients mm -hmm. at the moment. Yeah. 
I think people are still about, I think with, so we're recording this in January 2022 and there's still that, co- there is still COVID in the air, obviously, isn't there? And the thought of some people are quite wary of meeting, but that's why it's important to get Candy Cross out there, isn't it? So yeah. you've got your podcast, which is brilliant, but tell us about some of the ways you, and you've got social media, but tell us about some of the ways you get the word out there about your business. And you can cover like your website, social media, podcasts yeah. and press as well, but talk yeah. through those. So obviously I've got a website and so I blog on that. Um, um, so that's that's one way of doing it. That doesn't always hit local. That can be, um, you know, a lot wider. But actually that's really important because I want to become, you know, I am an, an expert in my field. So sort of doing that. And I've done pop, I've done blogs for other people. So, um, you know, with the UK Run Chat, I've done one for K9, um, Emily on K9. Uh, trail time things like that about canny cross and stuff like that so you know getting yourself out there amongst other other pet industry is is really important but also local press so i have been in my local paper a couple of times uh with canny cross um and i've been on the local radio which is really important so those are the two and there's a couple of which i'm still trying to do get into the sort of local magazines that are always handed out um you know market harbor living or whatever is local to us um so still trying to to get in those but now is a real peak time for canny cross because we have a canny cross season which runs from sort of september to the end of april so it's a real sort of time for for getting people aware of of canny cross yeah and you've landed some really um some really nice features haven't you so tell us about those so we so running and canny cross obviously go together and basically i've uh, well actually this month so january february the trail running magazine um i'm in with um a big article on um canny cross so i met a, a local journal- journalist through another um it was during lockdown. She also is a financial journalist and spoke to her about, you know, how the business, my business had been affected because of lockdown. Um, and then realised that we live quite close to each other, literally just up the road. Um, and she's a runner. So she wanted to go at Canny Cross. She tried most other sort of running things, you know, muddy, muddy runs and ultras and stuff like that. So she wanted to try Canny Cross. Um, but her biggest problem was she didn't have a dog. So uh, she's a bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I kindly lent her to Pickle, which was to my, in the end, she was like, we, we, she loved it. Absolutely loved it. So she was saying, you know, she kept texting me saying, can I take Pickle out for a run? Um, which was, which was fine. Um, so she did a huge article, which obviously got my website in everything like that in trail running magazine. Um, and we, Pickle and I got a, because I've got some good photos, you know, professional photos of us canny crossing. Um, we ended up on the front front cover. It might be quite small, but we're on the front cover and I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. So, yeah, I think that's our biggest one that we, yeah. we've done. We've been in um, uh, Dog's Life uh, when that was fairly, and again, I was talking about canny cross um because it's such a new thing isn't it it's yeah. just it's just really important to get it out there you know whether people ultimately come to me or not for their taster session um if i can tell people about it i'm, I'm quite happy yeah and you're passionate about it aren't you because you love it and you know how it helps you and how it helps your dog and also how it helps your clients as well because yeah know. yes rachel but- like me but also like I work with a few canny cross I've written a lot about canny cross over the last few years um and 
there are some incredible stories, aren't there, within your community and the people who you work with. Do you want to tell us about some of those? Like, I've heard so many lovely, heartwarming stories. So tell us about some of the ones that you, some of the people you've worked with and what the impact's been for them. I think it's, I don't, I haven't sort of got any major ones that really stick out, but well, not, you know, like, but, but what I've, what I've really noticed is that um, for both the dog and the um, client, so, you know, the owner, the, the way that they've realized that the confidence they gain from doing it with each other and with their own ability. So the humans, the, the owner's own ability. I mean, I've got people that come to sessions and like, I'm so scared about doing this, don't quite know why I'm doing it because, you know, they've got a rock violer or a Doberman or something like that who are big, strong pulling dogs and you never quite know how they're going to react. Um, and they, they sort of clean on because we're attached from, we have wear a proper harness, the dog wears a harness and we've got a bungee lead in between us. And, and what you should do is, run hands-free but you know a lot of them hold on to it and and just it's just the confidence and just seeing that person through the hour session that we have grow in confidence um which and everyone finished a, ses- a session with a smile but the other thing is actually we have got um it's a friend now who i run with regularly um their dog is a very reactive dog um and they were quite cautious about you know putting this dog with other dogs um, because they didn't quite know how it was going to react. And we we started canny crossing. I, I took him through a canny cross session um, and he was running really nicely with Pickle. Pickle's actually a really good dog to canny cross with because she doesn't care about other dogs. She's not really interested. Um, so she's quite good. So she probably gives off I couldn't care less vibes and uh, easy to run with. Um, and he now comes on group runs with us and he he's out there running. He's just, he's not bothered. And I think with Canicross, because we're all going the same way, there's no, and this is what I've learned through the podcast as well from all these behaviorists and trainers that we've spoken to, because they don't feel threatened that there's dogs coming face onto them and into their space. They're all running, they're all doing a job. And yeah, the, the fitness and the, the sort of confidence of the dogs is, is amazing. Yeah. Really heartwarming. I remember speaking to somebody from DogFit years ago about that. She had a reactive dog and she would, I think the dog came from overseas and she was really reactive. She'd get up in the middle of the night and drive to the moor so she could go and walk her so she wasn't upset. And then um, she got into Canicross and then she became an instructor as well. And this dog, you know, is enjoying life and it's really lovely, isn't it? Yeah, and I I know who you're talking about and I've been Canicrossing with her and and it's it's great. And, you know, there's certain things that dogs still don't want to do. I mean, I've got... um, actually there there is a, a lady that I've done quite recently and she um she's had the dog for two years and it's a rescue dog she is very nervous about how this dog's going to react it wears a muzzle but not but not yeah you know that's another story wearing muzzles but um and she came on her first um canny cross social the other day and her dog hates German shepherds I forgot that there was going to be a German shepherd there um and when I got there I sort of thought oh no how's this going to work it was amazing. The dogs just didn't, they just ignored each other. And this dog kept running, you know, kept running in the pack with this German shepherd. So it just shows that with the confidence and building up with Canny Cross, it can be amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm always in awe of the people at Canny Cross who've got massive dogs because I've got, as you can see in the background, as we're chatting on this video call, I've got a little terrier who weighs nine kilograms and I, when I'm being pulled by him, I'm like, oh my God, so how people run with these massive dogs? I, I do it's, not know. 
It's interesting sometimes, although I did a, tra- a taster session with someone the same as Patch the other day, and he was he pulled like mad. I mean, this, this guy, he was a guy as well. He was pulling, and they were going for it. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, I know. He, Patch gets so excited. Like, he wants to run really fast at the front, but then he's got me plodding along behind him. So he's like, I want to be at the front, and I've got this slow, great big log behind me. <laughs> I, think we all slow, I think we all slow our dogs down, that's for I sure. Know. Can you imagine if they could just run free? It'd be brilliant. They'd love it, wouldn't they? But we probably wouldn't see them for a while. Well, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Been there. <laughs> so tell us about the impact of getting in the press and what it ha- what kind of impact it has on your business. Because I do have people like, you know, they might listen to the podcast or they come and do a challenge and we get bombarded with all these different things we should be doing for our business, don't we? And I think it's handy for people to know about the, you know, what actually happens when you get some press coverage and how that impacts on your sales and, and inquiries and that kind of thing. Well, inquiries definitely. So especially with the Canicross, the inquiries have been, you know, especially ones in the local paper, got, you know, influx of, of, um, of, uh, you know, inquiries for, for it. Um, and it's, it's a similar, but you can see the hits on your website as well. Yes. So, you know, just people. So that's always really useful. I was in um, the Telegraph um and, and this was more Pilates, but it's still the same. And the impact was still, you know, really good and shows what press can do. But right at the beginning of the first lockdown, when we were all sort of thinking, what are we going to do? How are we going to exercise in our homes? Um, I had, again, I was in a big article in the Telegraph and I got loads of inquiries and memberships for the Pilates side of it, which again, you know, goes in with the running. Um, and so that was really good for me. I became a lockdown hero, you know, with Bryony Gordon in in from the Telegraph during um, during lockdown. So again, it just is it it has had an impact, and it's had a really positive impact. And I know I should be doing more. <laughs> I know that, and talking to you today, sort of, I've got some ideas now um, of where I should be trying. But you know, just being experts in magazines, which I've been in Pattern and Magazine, in Women's Running. You know, it all helps sort of your credibility. And then, you know, you might not see the direct results straight away, but actually other people see what you've done. And then that comes, um, you know, that sort of reaps benefits in, in yeah. the end. I mean, I've, I've, I've done, I've got two big things coming, which I don't know if you're going to speak to me about. But I've just become an ambassador for a company Um yeah. Uh, 80, 80 uh, Noir Ultra, which is a chocolate brand, and it's it's um, you know it's gluten free, and it's it's just an amazing chocolate brand that I've been using myself. Um, but that's all come about through what they've seen. I'm their first Canny Cross ambassador, and it's you know it's, it's come about from what they've seen me doing on social media, my press coverage, and things like that. So they know that I kind of know what I'm doing so let's let's get part of it so I'm really excited about that yeah that's an and what a lovely brand to be an ambassador for something exactly I love like chocolate chocolate. I know (laughs) so exciting I'm gonna have to get myself some oh you Um, should should. (laughs) yeah and that lovely authority as well which is great it's what we what we want isn't it um and tell it so I know about the other thing that you're going to talk about but can you tell us about the other really exciting opportunity you've had 
I know, I'm so excited about this. A bit daunted, but but so excited. So, and this all came through social media. So, you know, we talk about press and everything, but it is everything, isn't it, Rachel? Mm-hmm. It's not just being in the paper, being in the magazines, although that's brilliant. It's it's sort of being in podcasts, being, you know, the stuff that you put out on social media. So I had an email out the blue asking me if I would like to do a Pilates for dogs class. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I know I have lots of dogs in classes, you know, when we're doing them online and things yeah. like that. But um, and basically, Goodwood uh, are doing a dog festival this year called Good Woof, <laughs> and uh, it's a two-day thing at the end of May over the bank holiday. And I am doing the Pilates for with dogs classes, um, and that's just come sort of out of the blue, and I'm really excited. So, so good, it's really exciting. <laughs> Love it's going it. to be interesting anyway. I know. Well, I so I do Louise's. Um, so I do Louise's Pilates online and I love doing the sessions. And what I love about them so much is when all the dogs come in, don't they? Like we'll be doing all of our Pilates stuff and then Patch will be like climbing on me and Pickle will be all over the place and there's just dogs everywhere. So I think doing Pilates for dogs at that festival will be amazing. Yeah, I think, and I'm getting ideas from, you know, people online at the moment. So, um, you know, from, from my classes, what, what the yeah. dogs are doing and how they're interacting. So, yeah, it should be good fun. But uh, I just love the fact that, again, I can bring my Pilates and my, my dog um, side in together. So I'm really excited about it. No, it's going to be brilliant. And um, one of the things that does come up sometimes, particularly when people are just starting out and thinking about going pitch into the media is is confidence and I wondered if you had any confidence anything that's helped with you with your confidence it's a it's a really hard thing and I think um it just takes time and the and the the time to believe in yourself because there's always that imposter syndrome isn't there that that you get Um, but if you know what you do and you're qualified in it and you know exactly what you're doing just go for it. As long as you've got a good story or, you know, or, or you're giving a, I don't know, a training, training session or whatever, just go for it because the, you'll actually really enjoy it. And once, I don't know about you, but once I get talking about what I know about, I can talk for ages. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't, yeah, it does have an impact. It has a massive impact on your business if you can get into the, the press and just get yourself out there. I mean, I've had lots of opportunities that I would never have gone for normally. Um, so it is about just sort of, yeah, putting that that in, imposter behind you and just getting on with it. Yeah, and I think when you when you were talking before about the the examples that you shared about the reactive dog and the and the bond that people the bond that people build with the dogs and also the benefits for our well-being and and everything that you have with can across i think sometimes like those things i know it sounds a bit cheesy doesn't it but that can drive you can't it because you you're passionate you want more people to know about it and yeah you have to put yourself out there for people to know about what it is that you do and how you help them don't you yeah and i think one of the things that i've learned over the years is um because I it's I don't know about you, but during lockdown, I think we learned quite a lot about ourselves, whether we're introvert, extrovert, if we knew people around us and things like that. And I know when I go to teach Pilates, for example, and actually Canny Cross now, I it's a show, it's a performance. Because sometimes, you know, I you do doubt yourself, you do have that imposter in you, and you and you just but once I get into that 
you know, that scenario or that place where I'm teaching a class or, you know, of any sort, it becomes a performance because I know, I know what I'm talking about and I know what I'm doing. So, but all those beliefs I had before I opened my mouth for that first sort of sentence or whatever, you know, it, it, it then goes away. And, and so if you know your stuff, then you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely love that. And it's true about, yeah, we put our, like, I'm not very, I was talking to um, some Debbie earlier who was on Dragon's Den and I thought she was amazing on there. And I was saying to her, um, if that was me on there, I would, my mouth would go dry. I'd be stuttering. I'd be a complete, I'd be shaking, be physically shaking. I'd be a heart pounding. Yeah, heart pounding. I'd be a complete wreck. And she was just, she used to be a teacher. So she was okay. And she was just saying, well, you've, you've just got to go and do what you need to do, haven't you? And I it's think often we, we feel like we look at people and think, oh, they're really confident or oh, they're really this or oh, they're really that. And actually it's, it's a mask, isn't it? Yeah, completely. And, and it's taken me a while to realise that you know, that actually not everyone is what they seem and they're all going through the same feelings as you are. Even the journalists that you're talking to, if that's what it's about, you know, it's it's because they've got to get the right information out of you and this could be a waste of their time to a certain extent. Um, but, yeah, I think we all we all go through and maybe that's a, a thing with age and hindsight that we, we sort of understand people a bit better. But, yeah, get yourself out of your comfort zone and, and just go for it because what what's the worst can happen? You just don't get into the press. So Yeah, well, they say no or you get a yeah. lots of things, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, we've all had that. <laughs> oh, totally. It's like rejection thing and, you know, journalists have that as well. The journalists pitch and get rejected. Um, yeah. So it's, it is... It's about being bold, isn't it? It is. Yes, I like that. Be bold. <laughs> so any tips for people who want to like make a start with this getting in the press thing? Just get yourself organised. Um, so having been through your course or your you know, being in your membership, one of the best things that's happened for me, I think, because sometimes, especially if you go onto Twitter and you see the journal request, you know, you have to answer quite quickly to, to get to get a chance of being uh, looked at. And I think the best thing that I've learned from you, Rachel, is to get my press kit sorted. So in there I've got, and it's a file on my computer and I've got photos, profile photos, photos of me and the dog, photos of me canny crossing, just certain ones that I know that will potentially look good in the press and on on the front of Trail Running Magazine (laughs) and a, a short bio. So that I can then, you know, hit all that out. So I, I answer the question that they've asked and then I put the bio in so they know. And I think that gives them more professional looking as well. So they kind of know this person knows what they're on about. And actually, they'll be a really good person to to talk to because they're not going to mess me around. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just be prepared. And and if you're pitching for the stories, it's, yeah, as you say, it's something that is emotional that someone's going to connect with I think a story that someone will connect with and understand fabulous okay um there's been loads of brilliant loads of brilliant advice there Louise I love um I love seeing what you do and I love seeing the press that you do and working with you and yeah I just love that you go for it and you don't care 
which is brilliant. <laughs> well, I do care, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you, you're bold. Bold is the year, word of the year, isn't it? <laughs> brilliant. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming and chatting to me for this In the Spotlight session. I, I'm loving doing these interviews. It's so good. Um, can you tell us about where people can find out more about you? I will put all your links in the show notes as well, but just if you can just share your websites and your social media with us. Yeah, so if you're interested, you know, with your candy crossing, if you're a candy crosser and you need to get stronger, then look at Studio 44 pilates.com because that's pilates for runners um and the pause for running is um pause for running.co.uk and canny cross conversations as well is the podcast if you want to listen to a new podcast when you're out running or out canny crossing or out walking the dog Um, and the uh i'm on social media is either studio 44 pilates or pause for running fabulous i'll put all those links in the show notes but thank you so much louise for joining me and good luck with your canny crossing thank you very much Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.